Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo. Did you see what I sent to my mum? Yeah. This, this week. <laughs> so I sent my mum. I just don't think I was thinking at the time. I said, yo, home girl, how you feeling? My mum sent me a message back going, is that a beg your pardon? <laughs> Sorry. I was yes, like, I'm at home. Yes, I'm at home. I don't actually know what you're talking about, but um, she was like, home girl, what does that mean? I was like, you know, home girl, like you're my homie. She's like, I'm your mother. <laughs> that is my name. That's my name. Anyway, today on the show, who have we got? We've got New Year's Eve party special. Party on down. DJ Nikki Beatnik. Nikki Beatnik. I really enjoyed this one because I've worked with DJs forever and I really don't know many female DJs because it still is an incredibly male-dominated world. It is getting a lot better, but Nikki's one of the first women to kind of push, yeah. push the boundaries. But get to that... Um, but get to that level, like, she's at a certain level, isn't she? Yeah. She's not, um, I mean, I, I know quite a few female DJs, and I'll give, I'll give like, each and every one of them the, the credit they deserve, because I think they are amazing what they yeah. do. But she's definitely uh, carved quite a, uh, her path, I think, is, is quite up there, really, yeah. isn't it? Definitely. Um, but, yeah, so we... Yeah, this was a really good chat. You'll hear all about her amazing story and all the other stuff she does as well. Yeah. And um, she's going to do a little mix for us, so we'll post the links to that as well so you can have a little pre-New Year's Eve dance yeah. around your living room. Yeah, because she doesn't just do DJing. No. She's got so many little yeah. things in so many hustler. pies. You've got to be a hustler. Hustler. And you're a mum. Hustle mum. <laughs> mum hustle. The mum hustle. Mum hustle. Toodaloo. <laughs> work one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, yeah, today we are joined by the wonderful Nikki Beatnik, and we're very excited about it. In a funky jumper. You've got an, I like that last name. Is that your real last name? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it not be? I love that. That's cool. That is cool. Are you a cool dude? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's for other people to decide, isn't it, really? I'm... But I am quite laid back. Are you? So are we. Oh, yeah. We're very laid back. Yeah. But, but you, you look, I love your wallpaper, by the way. That's what I was trying to say mm, before. That is, that it is nice. lovely. I mean, I could, de- I could deal with that. I can't deal with Amy's decorations, but I could definitely deal with that. Oh, oh well, I'm quite extra on Humbug. decorations as well. Are you? What's I yours? love Christmas. What's yours looking like? Um, I don't know if you know I've got an interiors company, so I'm quite serious about this stuff. Um, but oh. I have two pack and biggie. I have two pack and biggie baubles, <gasps> oh, handmade baubles my everywhere. God, from my <laughs> company. So my tree's got two pack and biggie on it. Oh, I love it. And then just various animals like silver owls and gold leopard print baubles, and like it's quite extra. Oh, oh my God! God. I love Could that. you please take a picture for us and send it to us so we can actually share it? I mean, yeah, just. Just go on Hip Hop Homes London, you'll see it, because oh. I post stuff up there all the time. Right, can we steal it? <laughs> We're going to steal a picture. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That is. See, I didn't know yeah. about that stuff. I d- oh, yeah. I've got a, well, it started because I, I've got a degree in fine art, but I was always DJing from when I was like 15. Yeah. So I went to uni and stuff and I was running parties, but I've got a degree in art <laughs> and I never really, I used it for like record label stuff and creative direction and directing videos and like styling and things like that. But um, now I do it with another mum and we design everything and we make everything and it's like all handmade in London. And um, you can get biggie cushions or two-pack cushions or drape. Po- pi- we do wall art. We do prints. So, yeah. Oh, um, wow. It's wow. pretty cool. That's yeah, amazing. it's pretty cool. You've got, right, but you've yeah. got to have sort of several different income streams, haven't you? That's what I've realised over the time. Especially with fucking Definitely. DJing and what's happening Especially at the moment. Especially as a mum. No, with anything. When I became a mum. Yeah. As soon as I became a mum, I knew like I couldn't go out touring for six months of the year like I used yeah. to. Yeah. And um, I always had other income streams. I've always written music. I've, I've directed fashion shows. I've like produced music for TV with my brother. Like we produced together. That's the beatnik name. And now I'm writing songs. And um, but I had my obviously I run parties yeah. as well. So I always had loads of different income streams because if one gets yeah. quiet, the other's busy. Yeah. And then at Christmas, you get booked for Christmas parties yeah. and then you might stop doing so many clubs. You know what I mean? That you've always got to be hustling. Totally. Yeah, so I yeah. always knew that. 
I'm a hustler. Yeah. So you got into DJing quite young then? Oh yeah, I, I started DJing in 1989. Um, wow. So I'm like one of the early yeah. pioneers of, of yeah. women, really. Yeah. Yeah. So how did yeah, you get and into I really, it? Um, I started going clubbing way too young. I, I actually grew up in the Highlands of Scotland in the middle of nowhere. My school had like six kids in it. Oh my and, God. Um, yeah, it was like very bizarre. All the other kids were farming kids. And my mum and dad ran a, a hotel, like a small little tiny hotel. And they had um, music acts in all the time. And I was just very musical. I could play instruments from when I was like four or five because I would, I would always be around music. Yeah. And my mum and dad played a lot of music. We'd have acts in all the time. So there's pictures of me standing next to speakers in like big outfits with a beret and a stripy top and like a, a net skirt. And it's basically who I am now, yeah. but I was that at four years old. Yeah. And then at like six, I got scouted by um, Scottish Music School and they said, right, we're going to give free places to gifted kids. So I got a place, luckily, and so I'd go to music school every weekend and I learnt classical cello and I sang oh, in wow. choir. And then I basically played in orchestras all the way through. And when I moved to England at 11, I got into school, really, a good grammar school, a lot based off my music yeah. skills. Wow. But I was always like, I don't really want to be stuck in orchestra all the time. No. So by 14, I was out raving and I was going to, like, the end of kind of acid house, but still raves in the middle of Hertfordshire and like jumping in boys' cars because we couldn't drive and just going to like hip hop parties and going into London on the train yeah. far too young. And um, the one thing that I remember just always thinking it was so cool. I love dancing and I love music, but I would always look at the DJs and be like, where's the women? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. it was like a light bulb moment. I was like, I'm going to get some decks and I'm going to teach myself to DJ. And that's what I did. Wow. So what did you start DJing? What music? At 15. Oh, um, I started playing. No, I was playing house music and hip hop. Yeah. So I was scratching, but I was then also playing house music and I love both of them. Yeah. yeah. And then and then as I sort of developed as a DJ, dance hall was really yeah. like in my sets. Um, I am very eclectic. So I'd play some funk tunes because I came up listening to rare groove and soul and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. when I was learning to DJ so I'd know like what breaks that was off and things like that but yeah very eclectic really but um when I started really getting booked and busy as a DJ it took me a good from when I was I played my first club at 17 Batchwood Hall St Albans um wow. still probably got the same carpet in it that it had yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that was my first club experience I was legally too young to be in a club but that's the first time I actually DJ'd a proper club and then from then it took me like a good 10 years to get really established and be playing like big celebrity parties in London and stuff um but yeah you know there wasn't a lot of bookings for women no there yeah. really wasn't it was extremely difficult when you yeah. went to get um, when you went to get bookings when you were sort of at that established stage did you did you find it like harder to kind of break that uh, barrier like that you that, that people didn't really want women or did you find it you know it was kind of a bit of a i guess um a niche area and people wanted it the main, no the main way that i did it was make your own lane so i'd always run parties i did all day as at yeah. university and i i ran my own parties and i learned how to hustle like that and 
do all the promotion and do the flyers and I'm talking I was like 17 18 yeah. then yeah um and then when I came when I was working in London I had to get a proper job when I left university because I had no money mm. so I went into advertising but then I was also like out all the time and then um me and girlfriends actually we started doing our own club nights back in the 90s when it was like unheard of to have female teams promoters doing yeah. guest lists yeah. djs like yeah. and that's that and we started building our own parties and they became more popular than anyone else's so that's really i mean i'd got bookings and stuff but people only want to book you when there's more hype so yeah, yeah. Um, the more hype I got with my own parties, the more then other people were like, oh, I suppose we better book her then because she's <laughs> hot at the moment. Um, but the most resistance really was from other DJs, like men, male DJs, yeah. not so yeah. much promoters. They were kind of into it. But yeah, more the DJs would be arseholes, really. Yeah. Um, pushing you out of the way, physical altercations, spitting on you, what? punching <gasps> you, hiding your staff putting their boys in front of the booth so you can't get in, pushing your mates, like, yeah, it's all, it was like the Wild West in clubs, and it still is. Oh, wow. my God. Wow. Oh, yeah. Like, the number of times I've been physically or sexually assaulted, I can't even remember, <gasps> in clubs. It's hardcore. Yeah. It's yeah. not for the faint-hearted no. at yeah. all. And yeah. they'll deny they did it now, but... Yeah. That's how it was. And it's all coming out now as well. Like Mix Mix Mag yes. and DJ Mag and stuff, yeah. they're doing a lot of exposés on behaviour in the music industry. It's all coming out. Totally. Yeah. And it's all coming out for like the forty plus age group. I mean that's that's obviously Oh that's bit, not me. No, I mean, that's not <laughs> that's you. obviously not but, us. But that's but that's what I've what I've seen more and more of is obviously exposing things that happened like twenty years ago that people are starting yeah. to say, Well actually no it did happen and it happened to me and yeah. you know, it, as yeah. a as a kind of stance to say, Look, you know, if this is what you want to do, it's a great industry but just kind of I don't know, just don't 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 allow it to happen. Don't don't just accept that. Yes, but it's okay. The thing is, it's very hard not to allow it to happen yeah. if you're just out working on the front line on your own. Like I'll roll up to clubs on my own to DJ. Yeah, it's very hard if yeah. a guy pushes you around or threatens you or do, you know if you're on your own. Yeah, there's not a lot of things you can do to stop it. You can deal with it after I've been told. You know, I should have reported certain things yeah. like. But now I just see a willingness maybe uh, to talk about it yeah. more and expose it. But then th when things have come out recently, there's been so many people just jump on the women and yeah. attack yeah. them. Yeah. And they get trolled like relentlessly. And then yeah. they'll lose a lot of their income, which is a lot of times why I haven't really spoke on it. Because yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be that loud chick that's the one that... Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're already yeah. labelled. If you speak up about stuff in music or whatever, you're already labelled like the problem one, the loud yeah. one, the one that's like a bitch, whatever, you know, just for being, asking for your rightful money or yeah. chasing an invoice or so. You're yeah. already labelled like that. Yeah. And if you bowl up to a DJ booth and you're like, it's my time to go on and they won't let you on and then you get into an altercation, you're always labelled the problem child. Yeah. The guys will get away with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, there's a lot of issues there, but yeah, people are more willing to talk about it now, which is good, but the progress is too slow. slow yeah. It's just too slow. Yeah. And mm. also we're still calling women female DJs and female producers. And I'm like, yeah, really after 30 years, we're still yeah. being 
and asked what it's like to be a female DJ. I'm like, I can't. But it's still like, like when I <laughs> said it's DJ. like, <laughs> I've worked with DJs all of my, since I left university, I've always worked with DJs and I could probably count on my ha one hand how many female DJs I know. But in, wow. and, but, well, it's, but in my but in my experience, but I know more. Uh, yeah, I know more. I know more yeah. female DJs than I do male DJs. I've got about yeah, six who I could reel off. That you there's know, thousands and, and thousands uh, of us. And we, yeah. you know, when you said about now. you know when you said about going up on your own and going into the that that's what I remember most is that there would be a collective of us that went with our our friend who would just you know do a, do do a bit of djing and so we'd all be there together i mean I, I, you know, some of them but are, the thing is you know some of them if are you're massive, doing it as but some of them are if that is fantastic and if you're doing it but if you're doing it as a job where you're going to work four or five nights a week or or you're just you've been doing it so long yeah like a lot of people don't want to roll out on a tuesday night to a no, gig, do you no. know what i mean so you have to yeah. be able to handle yourself yeah. like I, just in those remember, situations yeah. but i can remember it was it was always i mean I, I i went to drama school so i was the same you know going out every night and it was just somewhere that we used to go it was the same place and it was the same two girls that i was always with so it was easy but i mean now yeah we've got uh, our friend dj shiloh and you know, when she does all the major things, we'll go, but we don't do the small ones because, yeah, we've got kids and, you know, that's just how, yeah, it, how, yeah. how it is. You don't want to go out anymore. <laughs> you can't take well, a kid I, I with could you. I'm sure most women that have been out just, you know, in clubs at night on their own, just doing sets and stuff, will all have similar yeah, stories yeah. to me. Definitely. Guarantee it. Definitely. Yeah. Even doing Definitely. celebrity parties, doing it doesn't matter what level it's at, you will always get... I'll be doing shows with Khalees and um, sound engineers or techs at festivals will speak over me to my tour DJ to ask me to ask him questions about my DJ setup. <laughs> and I'm like, we've got 10 minutes guys, I'm right here. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll get like, I'll be doing, I'll have put together shows for artists and whatever. And then, you know, the management will decide we need this guy to come in and and just oversee all this and i'm like what i've been doing this for like x amount of you know it, it yeah, just happens please, all the time please fuck to women. Off. yeah please fuck off and let me do my thing yeah, yeah. I, it's exhausting honestly it is exhausting so it's amazing as well after all this time we're yeah. still going through yeah this crap. and it's that industry is still so like that yeah isn't it it's funny how some things in some workplaces have changed but DJing, it's still, it's so hard. Yeah. Wow, yeah. well, good for you for fucking sticking with it. How did you two know each other? <laughs> Do you and Amy know each other then? We've, that's the funny thing, because we don't know each other, but we've probably right. got about a million mutual friends. But mutual friends, yeah. yeah. Jade, my mate Jade, okay. and your mate Jade, Sullivan. Yes. Yes. She was the one, because you do the Mums That Rave nights. Yeah, and she was like, "You've Guilty got to come. You've got to come." And I did. I was supposed to come to the one in. I think it was in December, in Hoxton. Yeah, that was. An was epic it? Yeah. One. Me yeah. and my mate Nicole got tickets, but I don't know why. I think one of us wasn't well, or something happened, and we didn't bloody go. Which is obviously the biggest regret of the last. That was probably the last fucking time I would have gone out. So yeah, but that's how we've got. We've definitely got Jane nice. in common. So, so yeah, that, mums so, that rave. So mums that rave—that's a, a just a female-only night, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a male MC, right. <coughs> Tino, and we've got a male photographer, Ben. But other than that, everyone from door staff to everyone's a woman. Yeah. Um, we have, like, mums that do makeup for the mums that come. So it's kind of like a mini festival. Yeah. In a club night, if that makes sense. And then we have a panel of power mums and we have a little chat and ask them funny questions and just, they all bring something different. So we've had like Lisa Mafia and then we've had my friend Aisha who's director of AMCK Models and used to be Olympic athlete and just all different women doing like mad, crazy, amazing things. And the audience can get involved and then we've had like twerk offs just things that you would not expect mums to do. We've had Vogue. Yeah. Um, we, always, we always have a walk-off. It always turns into a walk-off. And, um, yeah, the idea really was to kind of merge what I've always done with putting on club nights, but do something just for mums. Yeah. And the it, Instagram's kind of taken over a bit because, obviously, this year we couldn't do any events. But now I'm very passionate about making it much bigger than just that and showing that because you've had kids or whatever, you don't have to give up on wearing what you want or listening to garage or grime or whatever it is. And like your identity shouldn't get lost because being a mum is quite isolating. And even I found it isolating. I was out, I was running club nights the whole time. I was pregnant on two tours, one with All Saints with Khalees, like until five, four or five days before I gave birth. Oh my God. I woke up after having my child and I was like sorting out my club night with a W where I was still doing a weekly club and a <laughs> monthly club in Shoreditch. Like, um, I just wanted to sort of, you know, show people that things don't have to stop yeah. just because you become a mom and you can still have fun and you can go out and rave and do all the thing and dress up. And that's what we really encourage as well is like live your best life, dress in sequins whatever whatever you want to do every everyone's welcome everyone from every walk of life is welcome so yeah I see it as a bigger message really that I want to roll out all over the place for mums not just in London (laughs) excuse me so how long's it been going bless you um it only started believe it or not January 2019 and then last year we did nine parties in one year Oh, so we did some with brands as well. And, yeah, it was pretty exhausting. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was full on. And then this year has been quite nice. But I've been taking it more online and doing interviews with, with cool mums and um, video interviews and some with mums in New York or wherever. Because yeah. now, you yeah. know, we're doing it all like this. So, it's, But it's been really fun. And I've got another club night that I still run as well. So... It's just an extension of what I've always done, I guess. Yeah, just making it all work, even though that we're yeah. not, we're yeah. not going, we're not going out and doing events, which is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, and also, also I love the mums that come to Mums at Ray, but um, so far it's been quite niche and, and small because it's just started. Yeah. But my passion would be to roll it out to mums in Norfolk and wherever like all over the place and maybe do more online stuff and more content so that mums in freaking because my followers on Instagram my DJ followers are very like America and UK which makes sense because that's where my mates are but then every now and again I'll get some in Paraguay from someone in like you know what I mean like because I've been to Kazakhstan there'll be a Kazakhstan but I'd love to like make it much bigger and, and take it out 
from London to the rest of the world, really. Well, yeah, because yeah, mums that there are mums that rave everywhere, and I everywhere, like, and, yeah. and I've and I've noticed as I've got old, I was you know big time raver in South Wales in Pembrokeshire, and we had. I remember being like fifteen, and Rat Pack came, and we were fucking like, who the fuck are these guys? And it was amazing. And then we ended up in a field together until like eight o'clock in the morning or something. And that was my Brilliant. first experience of you know big big names, but in very small places. And as we've got older, the people that I used to rave with have, have now kind of they went they came to London, they had children, they had partners, and they've all gone back to where they came from almost so it, yeah. it's quite a good idea to take that out the mothers that rave out because there, there yeah. are pockets of these people who can you know galvanize the community and get them back into having a bit more fun again because it is it, definitely it, it is isolated it can be isolated yeah it is and also i did it i really am passionate i didn't want it to be just one demographic of women i want it to be yeah. You know, like stay at home mums. I don't want it to just be like middle class mums that you see on Instagram no. doing really well. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's got to appeal to everybody, I think. Yeah. And that yeah. is, that's something I'm so passionate about. Yeah. That if we can take it out and um, kind of give some love and some enthusiasm and some passion for like mum life and what's beyond it. So I do this thing as well called Mums Being Business and I showcase mums yes. just doing amazing things so it could be mums doing something for charity or starting their own business and i just think if we've got a little platform there i have to basically yeah. shine a light on other mums because otherwise yeah. what's the point yeah how do, do you, you know find I mean? so, your mums do they contact you do, or yeah how, how do, do you I find them? them well i put out a little shout um on the instagram page and i got a massive response and i'm still working my way through them all wow. to be honest yeah i had maybe Oh, from the first one post, I've had maybe 70 emails from mums all doing different things. And I've just been working through them every week trying yeah. to post. Like, but obviously, I'm doing this on top of like, yeah. this week I had to write a record. I was like, <laughs> right, I've got between 10 and 2, school drop-off, dog walk to write this tune. <laughs> got to do it now. Fucking and I yeah. just sat down, wrote a new record. And today I'm going to send it to the artist and go through vocals and stuff like that. But I'm doing this on top of like my other DJ music stuff, which is my main thing, and then my yeah. interiors. So it is hard. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard to like keep it all consistent and stuff. But yeah. How so old? Do, how I'm, old are your children? Have you got one or? I've got a stepdaughter who's twelve. Yeah. And then wow. I don't even like that term stepdaughter. <laughs> no. I don't even understand like my kid basically. But um, yeah, and then. My son is six. Oh, oh so nearly the same age as mine and Amy's. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. Oh, they, they've got a lot of energy, haven't they? Yeah, a lot. He always did, though. He never slept more than an hour and a half to two hours until he was 18 months old. Jesus Christ. So I was like, why have I got this one that just wants to stay up all the time? And all my friends were like, I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why he's like that. Yeah. I get that. I wow. Get that. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. We that is my, a lot. my son Tigger, because all he does is he's like, he jumps around oh. the place. He just bounces Listen, everywhere. I love it. So your kid I didn't sleep and you've been doing all that work as well? Yeah, I was really tired. God, <laughs> all the time. 
And really? also, can I just drop in this? My husband's an actor, so he's been away every year that Harley was born, <gasps> since Harley was born, for up to six months out of each year. So basically, I, I don't know how set single parents, like, I salute every single single parent <laughs> out there because they are amazing. But I do think I don't know that how they do it. When you know that you have to do everything, you just get on with it. I think it's yeah. harder when you're used to having help and then it's not there. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. I didn't have any family either, so no. it was like... Okay. Uh, Kevin's mum's like, no, she's like an hour and a half away on the other, right the other side of London. So she would come when I had to go and DJ at night and stuff. So, um, but every time I get booked to do a tour, I'm like, oh, brilliant. It's my time off now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's my break. So even if I'm having work. like four hours sleep in a hotel room and then off to the next festival, it's like four hours on my own where I don't have to worry about anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Just get myself ready. Yeah. And that's it. So, yeah. Oh, wow. wow. So you've um, got a busy, busy Yeah, life. it's not... I'm yeah. sure all mums are knackered though, pretty much all the time, yeah. right? Yeah, more so yeah. now, more so now, like working, doing doing your kid, doing everything else. It's like yeah, it, it almost. I was I was talking to another mum yesterday. I almost feel like because we're working from home, they want more from you, and this whole yeah. kind of there's no work life balance. It just bleeds into one. Like you're, well, that's, you know, the, yeah, you can't, pretty much. you're not, you, you, how can you have a work-life balance when you're, you're eating okay, from the so table, it's like, you can't. I don't know any different to that, because I've worked for myself for 25 yeah. years, so yeah. um, I was always used to waking up at three, getting an email from Khaleesi's management, they need something, and just getting yeah. up and emailing it. Yeah. And just being used to that. Um, and now I realise, like, that's probably not normal, is it? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I guess it's like what, how, how you, yeah, what you take on and what kind of industry you're in. Like, it's, yeah. you know, if you, I deal with people, a bit, bit like you in a different setting. But, yeah, so it's mm. like, oh, there's, like, when you deal with people, there's always something that can happen. So it's not like you're dealing with technology where you can leave that yeah. and come back to it. It's, you deal with people. It's what happens. Yeah. But then and people want things immediately, don't they? They bloody well do. But you know you can't. And I and I always say to my boss, well, you know, I need to go and pick my kid up from school. I need to go and and like I feel like she forgets that I have a child. I have to keep reminding people. I, you know, I'm the only one that collects him, and I'm the only one that drops him. And it's like just 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 remember. I remember things about you. Just fucking remember. <laughs> what I mean? Well, I, I guess um, non-parents don't have that much empathy for parents. That's one of the main things. Yeah. Until yeah. they become one, and then yeah. they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Probably. I feel like I feel like I've pretty much been exactly the same person before I had kids and after, though. Yeah. Not, I, I was always. I've always loved children. Always. Yeah. So yeah. I find it a real pleasure, and I, I've loved every minute of being a mum. To be honest, even the sleep deprivation, Aww. like, yeah, Aww. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's it's. So I'm not even like I'm very chilled, mum. I'm very chilled out most of the time. Yeah. Even though my friends would be like, she's not chilled out. But, so is um, is Harley yeah. playing any musical instruments, or is he kind of? He's got a keyboard and he's got some drums, so he's been doing that. And he immediately, from when he was about two, he was on my decks, like, scratching and stuff, because he could see Aww. how to use the crossfader and he knew how to scratch and stuff. So he's, like, 
But he's like, when it's around you all the time, I think you're just not that bothered by it. Yeah. yeah. But the one thing that he does constantly, he sings all the time and he's always had perfect pitch. <gasps> yeah. And I'm like, this kid's going to sing. Yeah. I can tell he's going to be amazing at singing. Yeah. So I'm trying to encourage that. But he's also very shy because I was very shy as a kid as well. Yeah. And then growing up in the Highlands didn't really help that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, with no other children. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying to encourage him not to be so shy. Because yeah. he's just, you know, he's just like, just like a cool little kid that's not really the loudest kid. But he's just, yeah, just cool, I guess. He's like, well, I do it or I don't do it. But when he does it, he's good at it. So I'm trying to encourage that. Sometimes children have their own sort of. I guess they, they they go into their own at their own pace. It's like you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's is young. life. That is. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So uh, you've got a record label. Yeah, we've always had. Me and my brother have always worked together. We um, release under Beatnik, the name Beatnik, and then all our label stuffs on Beatnik TV. Yeah. And we've released loads of records over the years, lots of remixes, lots of tunes. Like between, we produce like house, hip hop, drum and bass, and what I'd say bass music, really. Yeah. Everything that we like. But then it's our own flavour. So yeah. it's like a, I, I wouldn't really know what genre to put it in half the time, but it's those kind of influences. Yeah. And we're working on new music now. And we've also got a YouTube channel which helps DJs. So all our music's up there, yeah. And then also on our website. But our our um the last few years, my brother's been directing TV, and then he's also been making a lot of like amazing videos to inspire the next generation of DJs. Yeah. So what we're really passionate about, because no one really helped us coming up. And when I was young, I didn't really know all the tech terms, and it was such a yeah. main environment. You'd feel like a dick asking yeah. sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Or like yeah, no one yeah. really wanted to help you. So yeah. we've been making like a DJ glossary of all the terms that you would hear, but you wouldn't understand how to DJ, how to um, win a crowd over, like tech reviews on equipment, all these things that you need to know, like to produce records or to DJ, we've put on our wow. YouTube. So so that's like a real passion as well so it's this yeah. sort of an add-on to our label but you obviously have to have youtube and all yeah. these things now so yeah, yeah it's a good way to connect with other musicians and other djs so that's yeah amazing. But bloody hell you have got it's... a lot going on yeah. <laughs> Jesus. and you write for people yeah i write i've been writing a long time but i've so when we released our own records, I would always write with the artists. So it would yeah. be like me doing lyrics and melodies with them. And then we'd bring it out on our own tunes and stuff. And now I'm thinking one of the best ways probably for me to progress, because I'm not out touring all the time. I tour in the summer mostly, is for me to write for other people as well. So yeah. I was writing with Khalees and she was like, oh, you're really good at this. <laughs> like, I'm shocked how good you are. And I was just like, well, I have been doing it, but I just don't always put myself yeah. out there. Does that make sense? Because yeah. people yeah, know yeah. there's a DJ. And once yeah. you're in a box, they want to keep yeah. you very much in that box. Yeah. So, um, but now like I'm stepping out of it and I'm like, I don't just want to be no. known as a DJ. I've been producing for years. Like, why yeah. can't I be a producer? Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, there's so many anything. guys that... 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just it's just the figures in music like I keep seeing all the time, like Nadia from Control, which is a, a management she's has managed Lethal Bizzle for years and she's doing loads of these very proactive things for women and she's been doing surveys and stuff and her and some other bodies have done surveys and the amount of women producing music is still really really low yeah yeah and then also i think annie mack made a tweet yesterday about the fact that if you do produce as a woman people always call you out on whether you produce the whole thing yeah. whether you engineered it whether you wrote it whether you played any instruments where so they never do that with guys like yeah. loads of big djs buy beats from yeah. beat makers and then make them yeah. into records like We've never ever done that, but the fact that I sit there and co-produce with my brother, everyone's like, yeah, but he is like a tech genius, but then I can play instruments and write top lines. So that's something that now I'm like, I really need to push this I, yeah, because I've yeah. sort of, I haven't really been that vocal with people. I'm like, yeah, these are our records, but then, you know, I don't, I'm not like the most pushy person in the world. I'll just be like, here, this is great, have it. Yeah. And then I kind of, you know, employ a plug, radio plugger to do the other bits. And I'm not that, I'm yeah. just not like in your face person. Do you know what I mean? So you yeah. and your, so is it, is it you and your brother then? Obviously your brother is, is very yeah. musical as well. That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our whole family's musical. Over... We all play instruments. That's oh, brilliant, wow. isn't it? I mean, yeah. do you still play the cello? I can, yeah. I, I actually, I'm going to get it restrung and um maybe start playing over my a bit of djing at yeah. home like just to get back into yeah. it i was thinking that would be quite cool like try and hook yeah. it onto yeah. my deck somehow totally yeah i, I love I, the cello but I do you know just cello. started playing the cello my youngest yeah oh really just, yeah she's just had, she's only had one lesson yeah <laughs> i'm oh, so excited amazing it's bigger than her yeah. Oh. oh yeah is she on a quarter size cello then yeah she's on she's like, starting out on the little one. one yeah yeah that's what i started on yeah. Oh, amazing. It's not easy to no, play either. They're not. It's frustrating oh, at the beginning. Really? No. Yeah. Well, nothing Stringed is, instruments is it, really? are hard. Yeah. I played the trombone. I was a. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I was a wind instrument. I did. Well, because I did start on the violin. Me and my brother started. Good lungs. Yeah, very good lungs. But um, they said, I think that. I think. I think that, Toby, you could just stay on the violin. But honestly, I think I think sister needs to just go on the trombone, and that's what I did. But I, I did quite well. I like you. I played in orchestras, and I loved it. And then, wicked. And then I guess like you got into going out, raving, acting. That was yeah. my thing, dancing. Nice. And then my mum said, "Well, I'll I'll keep your trombone. I'll keep your trombone for you." I was like, "It was a Boozy and Hawks trombone, beautiful trombone." Oh, nice. And then um, about four years ago, she said. I'm going to give you your trombone back because you might decide to play it one day. Well, I haven't decided to play it, but I but I do want to keep it. And I want to put it up somewhere because it's like a... I don't know, it's like you, you kind of reflect back on the things that you did when you were younger, especially learning an instrument is quite an important part of growing up. Oh, definitely. Up. And, yeah, definitely. Um, I thought maybe Idris could play it. Oh, God. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Look at Amy's face. Amy's like that. Ah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> my son is loud. But then he wants to play the drums, so a bit like Harley. Oh, wants... yeah, I love drums. Yeah, I love drums. Yeah. He wants to do drums. I Are kind you... of encourage all the noise and all the instruments, and yeah, I never, I, I'm not a, I, I very rarely shout about anything. If I shout, you know there's a problem. Like, 
So yeah. yeah, with my kid, I'm like, yeah, play it louder, play it. Yeah, this is fun. Let me play too. So that's kind of the approach I take because I never want to be that person that discourages them. No. You know yeah. what I mean? God, no. Especially with music. I'm like, you have to make so many mistakes when you practice to make it sound good. So just knock yourselves out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, just no recorders. Fuck me, I can remember trying. Oh, I love the record. Oh, I, I love recorders. Hate reco- I hate a kid I on the recorder. I love them. <laughs> Oh, I'm a G on the recorder, mate. Yeah, you might be. It. You might be a G. The other day. <laughs> you might be a G on the recorder. recorder. Oh, I love it. I it's such them. a good way for them to start learning. Yeah. Yeah. It's so... it's like it fills me with dread. Oh, I love them. <laughs> yeah, like anything like that, I'm into it. I think, I think... Triangle. Triangle. I was going to say a yeah. symbol. Triangle, anything. <laughs> so you're um interior designer. So how... how yes. Is this... Is this um, have you done interior design then for a long time and you do sort of... No, no not at all. But this, a... this... We've had this company for two years. Right. And it started out because Amanda, who I do it with, she reached out to me and she was making me jackets for tour. Yeah. So she's really amazing portrait artist, but she concentrates mainly on a lot of black artists and a lot of hip hop, actually. So then we sort of became friends and she lives up the road from me and we were going through ideas for jackets and she made some stuff for me and Khalees for touring and it was just amazing. And then um, I was like, I think we should do this, but for cushions and homewares, because <laughs> imagine how amazing it would be. So... Yeah, so I was like, listen, I've, I can paint and draw, but you are absolutely amazing at this. But my, I'm really good at like coming up with ideas and then how things should look with a view to transposing yeah. it to interiors. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, because I've always been into interiors and like houses. And also, I, I really love the idea that it can be an extension of the way you dress and your personality and your house can look similar to how you express yourself as an artist yeah so yeah. that was like my whole thing behind it like fashion and music always go hand in yeah. hand why not houses as well yeah. yeah so that was like the whole concept and i was like i think we should start out just doing like the hip-hop greats so we worked on the designs for like probably seven or eight months for the first designs and then we started learning about I already knew how to pattern cut and about sewing and stuff because I did a bit of fashion and textiles and then I did my fine art degree. Um, so I had like a foundation and stuff in that and I've always sewn. So I was like, let me just start making samples. So that's how it yeah. started. Yeah. And now we're two years deep and we've got like Icons collection, which is influenced by like Diana Ross and Elton John and David Bowie. And they're like... Um, we incorporate a lot of like leopards and tigers oh, and things wow. that we like basically things yeah, that we want to see yeah. in our houses yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah it's developing really well and, and in a very interesting way and because we do everything small and we make everything ourselves we can make like new things constantly yeah. and try yeah. things out and then you know uh it's just really interesting because you don't have to wait on a big factory to be no. doing this stuff for you. And it's not yeah. mass produced either. It's, no, no, not it's mass like produced, tight, all produced tiny. here. It's limited yeah, edition almost. Exactly. Yeah. It's all limited edition because we do small runs of everything. So when you get one of our pieces, it's been hand painted and then printed in the UK and then made in London. And it's all like made that. by mums. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's been a, it. uh, it's a steep learning curve because the interiors market, like everything else, is very niche and and quite um, you know like certain people on Instagram as well. Like you have to sort of get au fait with all that quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Who's running things? Yeah. Who isn't? It's like the mum market, I guess. Like I had no, like I followed certain mums, and then I think I started to really realise who were the major players i guess when scummy mummies invited me on their podcast a few years back yeah. yeah and then i became friends with ellie and then i realized like ellie and helen and i sort of realized oh right they're big things in this whole s- scenario but to be honest i never really i'm never that interested in how many followers people on instagram have got like no i've been around music people and famous people like more or less more my whole adult life so Instagram and stuff it's like it does it's really good for business but now I feel it's more about business than about yeah. creativity if that makes yes. sense yeah. yeah 100% so, yeah so I follow people that I like basically I don't really care if they've got a lot of followers yeah <laughs> if I see yeah. someone in interiors that's really cool yeah. with a bright pink house I'm like I'm gonna follow you you're amazing yeah. but that's and how that's how we've built be. it but that's how it should be yeah. with everything but most people but don't not. do that no I know because you just see drivel on Instagram and most power players oh. as well on Instagram they link together to make oh. themselves more powerful I just it's, it's just, a lot of power moves it going is, on but it yeah. irritates it irritates the fuck out of me I honestly yeah it's, it's not how I I, I, I honestly get on it and then I go oh god it's the same people doing the same shit all over again and it just it just grates me. It really grates me. Yeah. But then I'm not a very tolerant person like that. I just I get like you know I go oh god I can't be bothered. Let's move on. But I guess like people 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 have fallen into this whole trap of you know being a mum or being or, or using this as an anchor to something else and and then and then it kind of snowballs. So I I get it you know and it's great. yeah and also I am I'm I'm so pro every mum making their dough however they can do it you know what I mean because it's not yeah. easy and no. your life changes and then you might be made redundant or we know totally. that pregnant women get made redundant at yeah. higher yeah. figures than others and yeah. we yeah. know that mum's life change so if you can make your money doing that wicked yeah. it's just that I don't base my existence around it neither do I yeah. <laughs> no. no even though I've got five Instagram accounts I've got more oh, Facebook accounts life. And then I've got the YouTube channel. Thank God my brother looks after that. And we've got two websites as well. So it's a lot of work. Oh, my God. I couldn't do that. Social media is important. But all I'm saying is it's not like I don't follow people or like people based on that crap. No, just based on... I couldn't give a shit if you've got 100 followers or 100,000. I'm like, if they're cool, I'll follow them. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Well, I mean, I think for mums as well who, who have 100 followers, it's... It's almost a catalogue of their life, and you know I've got I've got friends, and I've got one in particular, um, and and she does just take photographs of her daughter on a daily basis, and 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 it's a catalogue of, of of her day with her child, and it's it's, it's a very nice. special thing that she does, and and that's and that's it, and then there's and then there's others that do you know just photographs of when they've been out and about, and it's and it's quite nice, but. I yeah, social media is a funny one. I mean, I I I make cakes, and people are always saying, "Oh, you need to have an Instagram account." It's, honestly, I do not need to have any more people Another one. asking me for cakes because I would be doing cakes from seven a.m. until fucking twelve o'clock at night. 
I get asked anyway, so I feel like I'm nice. Kind of, I'm fine al- already. I'm going to remember this. Oh God! Yeah, no. <laughs> it's going to be another request. They're amazing. Le- le- leopard print, you know, cakes definitely. Oh yeah, biggie cakes. Oh, yeah, four so, tiers. Yeah, gold. Oh, yeah, yeah, biggie on the top. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down with that. Definitely. So have you got? I mean, obviously everything's up in the air at the moment. But did you have events planned for next year? Do you know? Um, people keep talking about it and I'm completely ignoring them. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, we will see my friend. We will see if there's going to be a festival yeah. in June. Yeah. yeah. Talk yeah. to me at, on 30th of, of May and yeah. Yeah, book me then. <laughs> but yeah, um, for touring, they're talking about it. Like, because basically in March I got pulled off the Khalees tour for um, the 20th anniversary of her Kaleidoscope yeah. album, which was a big deal. We were touring oh all over God. Europe. I love and that. And then we were going to do like Pyramid Jeez. Stage at um, Glastonbury and we were booked all through the summer. Yeah. Just the Khalees gigs from like March. Oh, also we were supposed to go to Australia for a full month, just me and her, which was going to be so fun. Um, so yeah, just between March and September, I think I must have lost over 100 gigs. Yeah. Um, oh, and wow. then... So I am not, but, the, but, oh, I'm going to prefix it by saying that when I got home from tour in March, I think I caught COVID in January because oh. I was so ill. Yep. I went to it, Northern Italy and I couldn't breathe and I got so ill. I had a fever. I was so ill. And then February, the beginning of, or the, towards the end of February around Valentine's, I was better and we did a mums at rave, but I still wasn't good. And I made a joke about mums at, at mums at Rave. I was like, "Oh, you're all standing so far away from us. Come here. We haven't got Corona because it wasn't kicking off at that point." Yeah. But now looking back, <laughs> I think I already had it. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I said that." But then March, <laughs> I went on tour, and my husband is an actor. He was at National Theatre, and National was getting five thousand footfall a day in there, and yeah. they were all dropping like flies because even the cast and crew was massive. So people were calling in with Corona there. And then we all got isolated in Austria for three days because we weren't allowed to go into Italy. So there was like 20 something of of us on the tour with the crew, the drivers, everything. So imagine that every city we're going to on this tour is getting shut down one after the other. And every night they're saying we can't have that many people. We've got to close the doors, blah, blah, blah. But I'm in there every day touching different equipment. Everyone on the tour bus is sleeping in the same areas. Yeah. So fast forward a week after I get back, me and Kevin get it again. And this time it was like brutal. I Because I don't think I'd recovered from the first time. And basically what the doctors think happened with me is I was exposed so many times in venues and different places and I hadn't fully recovered. I got viral loading. Okay. And then basically since then I've had long COVID. So... The whole thing about going back to work, because I haven't been able to breathe properly for months, Mm. and I'm now up to being able to do 7,000 steps a day, which is massive, because I couldn't walk from one room to another without not being able to breathe. And my husband thought he was going to die at one point. He was like, I'm not going to make it, Nick. He was like, we need to call the ambulance. And that very the same week that he said that, his uncle passed away in a care oh. home because they'd taken him from hospital and put him in a care home. So we had the news of that. And then my friend's kid was taken to guys and there was just all these awful things happening, like March, April time. So 
my rush to get back to clubs is yeah, just not, not there. there. I want yeah. everyone to be yeah. safe yeah. before yeah, they go yeah, back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. my, the DJs I know fall into two very definite categories. There's been loads of DJs that have had it and have been in hospital, like Ronnie Harrell, Matt White had it, Bobby and Steve. Yeah. They got hospitalised. And then the other DJs I know that are kind of like COVID deniers, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Or they, they just yeah. want everything to get back to normal. And yeah. then, you know, yeah. they're like their whole livelihood. So it's yeah. like two separate extremes, yeah. really. Yeah. But for me, I, I know what it's like. I couldn't breathe. I'm a very strong person. Like I've toured on three hours sleep, next gig, three, three flights that day, next festival. Like I've yeah. done that yeah. for years. I'm strong. Yeah. I know with other people, if they're not as strong as me and the mindset as well, like there gets to a point where you're so exhausted and so ill and you cannot lift your head off the pillow that you're like, I'm not going to make it. And you have to yeah. like almost, I had to switch off all social media and news and not see all these figures yeah. of people dying. Cause I was yeah. like, I need to get better for my kid. It need... So yeah. I got like the steamer. I was making Kevin steam every day. And then he was getting better a lot quicker than me. Um, and then I sort of got long COVID, but the doctors think that's because literally I was exposed over and over yeah. and over and probably yeah. had multiple strains. So I don't want to like make it depressing because no. I'm all right now compared to other people, but I don't want people to rush no, back to totally, festivals yeah. and clubs totally, if they're going to yeah. get, totally. if there's going to be problems. No. So, yeah. so yeah, so I'm hopeful for next year. But, but, but to, like be, to be honest, Nick, but who you, knows? you seem like you've got so many things um, going on and you've got so many opportunities that actually when when it's that moment to go back to all of those things you'll be in the, in the right space anyway you've got you've got so many things well, going on do you know what it is i just well that none of them have been making money like music yeah. money though those hundred gigs that i would have yeah. had would have made a massive difference to our family yeah and that was my livelihood yeah. so i've got my own business set up a limited company so i've been furloughed but obviously we pay ourselves minimum wage don't we so it's yeah. not a lot of money but I've been very thankful for it and thankful that I've had time to get better yeah. because if yeah. I'd had to rush back to God, doing yeah. clubs and stuff, yeah. it would have been game over. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think you have to stay in a positive mindset Yeah. and whatever knocks come, because this year has been on a personal level as well. Like I've had friends that have been really sick with other things and family and stuff. So it is 2020 thrown everything it could have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> touch yeah, wood. Yeah, touch wood. Yeah. Cause I don't want nothing else. Yeah. Don't me. Thank you very well, we much. We've only got um, three weeks to go, three, four yeah. weeks to go. So hopefully. I know. And I'm not even yeah. someone for like, I don't even do that bullshit of like, Oh, new year. New no, me. no, I'm, no. I'm no. the yeah. same me no. all the time. Totally. Yeah. I but, just take every day as it comes. Do you know what I mean? And I try and stay positive every day and not in a like, kumbaya let's sit around and meditate positive just like what can i do yeah to move forward yeah do you know what yeah. i mean that's how i look yeah. at it yeah no i think yeah. i think it's just about you know getting to the end of the year and just you know just enjoying a bit of downtime with your family that's how it is for me yeah finishing work finishing all the things i got to do and actually dedicating a bit of time to my son because he loves Christmas. It's my mum's birthday on Christmas day as well so oh, wow. we've got like a bit very different experience but you know, on the, on the way to school this morning, he's just so excited. And it's like, Aww. you know what? That is, 
that is what it's about. He's, it's the best. It's it's that excitement and that you know he's he's got plans about what, what he wants to do on it each day and it's like oh yeah that's oh, what I, love I want that. to do as well. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. It'd be, it'd be great. Me too. Was your son? Did your son get it or was he all okay? No, he got it too. Yeah. Okay. He How? had it for two weeks and then he bounced back. Thank God. Okay. I think he probably. Because I think Kevin and I had different strains. So Harley, yeah, he's a pretty strong little boy. Um, but my friend's son got it and was hospitalised because his organs started shutting down one by one. So he had what they were calling Kawasaki, yeah. I think, where yeah. the kids were being affected. Yeah. So he was in uh, St. Thomas's or Guy's. St. Thomas's, I think, yeah. in a ward yeah. with other kids. <coughs> other kids who had it as well. But that wasn't really publicised too much. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, this year, man, it's fucked. It's just it's fucked. Yeah, you got. I think you've got to be grateful anyone. that you're here still. And yeah, that's you know, how I you're looked at right. it. I think yeah, hundred percent. And it also showed me a lot of like who my real ones yeah. were, who checked on me. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like, totally. All that stuff. Totally. Um, and also just not be bothered by people's drama. Oh God, no. yeah. And like. And people bringing things to me, which I was just like, I nearly died. I cannot be bothered with any of this. If that's what you want to do, please be on your way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Good luck to you. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like not in it at all. I'm like, life's too short and this yep. is bullshit. And if we haven't learnt that in 2020, like, you know, that you really do have to... Then get a grip. And yeah. just, yep. yeah. Get yeah. a grip, totally. Yeah, yeah 100%. Wonderful. Oh. Thank you so much for being yeah, thank with you us so today. Much. Oh, no worries. We'll it's been really fun. the links to your every one of, stuff. So if every, anyone wants to get some yeah, all of them. cool Christmas all of decorations. Them. Every, every, every one years. of them. Amy's yeah. going to be like that. Five different accounts. <laughs> She's going to get excited. I'm, I wouldn't post them all. Yeah, <laughs> just, the, just the main ones is fine. Oh, we want the baubles. They sound amazing. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Oh, i tell you what I would love though yeah. um is anyone to check out our music because obviously yeah. st- streaming we get paid about one pence a year yeah as musicians but but yeah i just i just love it when people love our music so that would be great oh yeah we'll, we'll yeah, out there. definitely and we're gonna um yeah we're gonna post it in as well so if anyone wants to have a boogie because i think this is going to go out oh i tell week you what i could do between... for you guys <gasps> what I could do you a, a playlist. Yeah. Yes, yes definitely. definitely. That would be wicked. Because we're going to post That'd this. Be fun. Yeah, in between Christmas and New Year. Yes. So Ooh, it'll yeah. come out just okay. after Boxing Day. So, yeah, we can have a little <gasps> rave up. Remind me then. Definitely. Yeah, I'll write I will a do. For you. Definitely. Wicked. Oh. Thank you. Okay, wicked. Yeah, thank no you worries. so much. Take Wonderful. care. Thanks Bye. for having me. Hey. Okie dokie. Oh. Uh, where's our jingle, Amy? I don't know, Roscoe still hasn't told me about that. Not He's moving soon. Roscoe, Roscoe, this is a shout out to you. We might have to we might have to use Nikki. Yeah. Nikki might have to be our link up. Yeah. Roscoe's like done. Long. Long. Long FM. Long FM. Um but uh, yeah, ho- hope you enjoyed that. Check out the mix. Have a wonderful new year, whatever you do. Probably not much because we can't do much. Oh, we can't fucking do anything. We could party in a party in our houses. But I, yeah, I like partying. I always party in my house. I don't like New Year. No, 
I like you, yeah. I used to, uh, When's I your birthday? Your birthday's my like... My birthday's 3rd of January, so that'll be the next one that comes out. will be on my birthday. That's ridiculous. I know. How are you born? It's my mum's birthday on Christmas Day, but... Yeah. Shit. Worst birthday. Worst I was birthday. due on Boxing Day, but oh, I came on the 3rd. And Nicole's, <clears throat> my best friend's son, was due on Boxing Day, and he came on the 3rd. Oh, yeah, uh, funny, isn't it? Um, but yeah, shit birthday. But I never liked New Year. I always used to work, and I loved working. But obviously, that's not happening now. That's not happening. No carbonation. Not happening, love. So we'll Hi just part, we could just hang out in the house, party. Party. You can house. have your carbonated water with lime. Yep. And I can have seven bottles of prosecco. Sweet. Boop boop. What what? I can just pass out and you yeah. look after my child. Perfect. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Enjoy the mix. Enjoy the enjoy the mix that we're gonna do for you. See you in 2021. Love you. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.